dive into your career and hear more about you and like learn about what you're doing now. Cause you're like very chic and very cool. <laughs> thank you. And thank you for having me. Oh my God. Of course. I love that we met at a dinner and you were like, I have this podcast and I'm like, great. I should be on Exactly. This. You were like, I'm the perfect <laughs> spokesperson for this information. So let's talk oh, about it. I was it. like, let's do it. I'm so excited because you've such an impressive resume, but what I want to do before we get started is like a round of rapid fire questions. Okay. I'd like to do this so the audience can get to know you if they don't know you already and just okay. get a little taste of your personality. So the first is, are you an astrology girl? Do you know you're like big three in astrology? Oh, oh my gosh. I think I'm a, I think I have a double Libra. Ooh, that would make sense. Sign. Yeah. But that's literally all I know. That, that would make sense because you're like so warm and like excited and like fashionable. So okay, good. I love sense. that. Yeah, I, I definitely it. have it. You know how you have open tabs on your phone yeah. that you can like swipe up? I definitely have like, I think it's called like Cafe Astrologer mm -hmm. or something like that in there. So like if I ever want to look at it, I can. And I really want to look up my kids' mm. signs just more so so I know how to parent them. I love that. I've yeah. heard like, and Chrissy has like shared, I think one time, like a book for that where like you can see your kids' signs and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I need so to like hit her up about yeah, that. Yeah, there's like a whole book about it. It's really cute. Yeah. Okay, cool. I would definitely do that. Okay, so what's your hometown and where do you live now? My hometown is Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Oh, cool. There was like a hockey movie there, filmed there called Slapshot, mm -hmm. which is like, I don't know, our claim to fame. <laughs> and now uh, my family and I live in Westchester. Cool. Yeah. Love to see it. And you were in New York before that? Yeah, for 17 years. 17 years? Yes. Wow, that's a long time. I know. You made it. Okay, now Instagram or TikTok? Instagram, but like, I don't know. I'm having a like surgeons on TikTok. Like yeah. I, I do love it. I feel like Instagram is more polished mm -hmm. and you find yourself really like, you know, wanting the the photos or anything like that you're doing on there to feel like a little bit more perfect, which I don't even know why I feel like that. Maybe just been, I've just been in magazines for so long that I feel like you can't just put something out there. That's like yeah. half-ass, you know, it has to be like, everything is done like really, really perfectly and looks polished. Yes. And I think I've just been so, I guess, coached to be like that, mm -hmm. that my inner being wants to be on TikTok and be like, ah! exactly. but I'm like, oh my gosh, I still have to like, you know, I don't know. Curate, it's like a weird thing. Know. Yeah. 100%. Um, but I sat next to someone at another dinner mm -hmm. and she was like, just put whatever you want up and like, don't worry about it so much. So I'm really trying to lean in there. Yeah. So if anyone has any other, <laughs> other advice, like I'm down for it. I agree with that. I feel like TikTok is where you can really be yourself. And as long as you're do being yourself, like consistently, it kind of works. You yeah. Know what I mean, consistency so, is yeah. key is what I've learned exactly. on there. hundred percent. So I don't know, but I'm excited to watch your TikTok. I like you on both of them, honestly. Okay. So lipstick or lip gloss? I think it depends on where I'm going. I've been a gloss girl yeah, with the, the road. The 100%. vanilla cake one is my favorite right now. But yeah. if I'm going out or things like that, or if I know I'm going to be with my husband, he does not like lip gloss on his lips. So does mine. So, it's so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, sorry, I can't do <laughs> But he likes the road. He was like, I'll do the road because it's like vanilla and he likes that. So he's like, it's tasty. So <laughs> exactly. do you have a go-to beauty brand that you're obsessed with? Honestly, I feel like whatever is working mm -hmm. since being a beauty editor for so long, you try so many things and I haven't really had a mainstay 
the entire way through my career because I feel like in this position, you have to be fair and try a bunch of different things. So my skin has definitely suffered along yes. the way. Um, I'm doing it all in the name of, you know, everyone else yes. just figuring out new products and just kind of coming across new things. Right now I have been using a lot of road just because my dermatologist helped formulate it. Oh, cool. And I love how Haley's skin looks. So I've been using the peptide glazing fluid and that really has kind of calmed my skin down. I was using a lot of actives before and I just feel like I needed to go back to the basics. So that's one that yeah. I've been incorporating more. Obviously I have the lip gloss here Love today. It. So yes, hundred percent. I've been hearing such good things and I heard about the dermatologist that was involved and I was like, okay, I trust you. So yeah, I feel Dr. Like Bonasali. Totally, exactly. He's literally like, he's like the real life Doogie Hauser. He went to med God. school at 17. He's like a wow, wizard. Wow. Yeah. That, that's insane. Yeah. That's, I got to talk to him. Okay. Crazy. <laughs> All right. So uh, what is your favorite thing about yourself? My favorite thing about myself is that I am real and authentic. And I don't say that in like a patting my like myself on the shoulder what mm -hmm. kind of way. I say that in a, I am totally comfortable with who I'm sleeping with at night, which is myself, yeah. obviously alongside my husband. But, <laughs> you know, I feel like I don't want to ever be like, oh, that wasn't me. And there was a time in my life where you're just like figuring out who you are. And I never liked that gray area. I just mm -hmm. want to be me and have people like give me that feedback. Not that I need it, but that's something that I want to be remembered for. I really love that. I feel like that's the most like beautiful answer. Just, Thank you. I, especially because it's so hard to figure out who you are. Yeah. And I feel like once you do, being able to live in that and be happy with it is really beautiful. Yeah. Let's well, touch more on that too. 100%. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what is your most important self-care practice? Uh, vintage shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Period. That is hilarious, but that is a very real answer. Yeah. I feel like if you said, what would you like to do when you woke up like every day, it would be finding some sort of gem or treasure. And it's like what I would like to do more than a bath or, you know, something that maybe some, or like meditate, you know, yeah. my husband wakes up and has this like whole ritual and I'm like, can, can I just like make, I guess like also making my tea in the morning. Mm -hmm. I've really been enjoying English breakfast tea yes. from that brand Rishi that we were just talking about. And I add like a little bit of vanilla oat milk creamer to it. And Ooh. it just makes this like, I don't know, chic tea that is so yummy. That sounds, the vanilla oat milk is actually kind of sounds like the game changer. Yeah. I use wow. this brand and this is not sponsored, but I use this brand called Natural Bliss. Uh -huh. It's really good. Love so that. I use that. You get it at Target. So that's probably like my everyday thing that I do in the morning. And then from there on, all I want to do is like vintage, vintage shop. <laughs> and that sounds like a beautiful life to me. I love that. Okay. So what is the most overrated self-care practice in your opinion? I think feeling like you have to use a lot of devices mm. because they can be very costly. I do have devices and I do believe that they work in your general practice, but you do have to use them consistently. Consistency is just clearly the, yeah, the, the thread line Literally. through. Yeah. But I feel like if, you know, getting inundated with all of these products that are on TikTok and Instagram, whatever social platform you're on, I feel like that can really make you just feel anxious. And I want to be as, be alive as long as possible. And I want to age gracefully. That's not to say that I don't use fillers and Botox, yeah. but 
I want to do it in a way that I still look like myself going back to the real and authentic version of me. I don't want to look in the mirror and be like, whoa, who's that lady? You know, like at any point. And I also don't want my daughter to see me you know, blowing my face up with fillers, being like, who is my mom, you know? Mm. So I want to send that message to her that, you you know, in order to be alive, you have to age. And I feel like we should all be embracing that, obviously protecting yourself with sunscreen and things like that to really make sure that you are staying healthy to prevent skin cancer and things like that, but also Mm. to prevent premature aging because, you know, you can really do a lot of damage, which I definitely did in my 20s, <laughs> laying out without sunscreen. Oh my gosh, that poor girl. Oh my God, yeah. But, you know, now I'm trying to make up for that for time. Yeah. yeah. So oh I feel God. like just having too many, feeling like you need too many devices. It's like find something that works for you and just use it consistently. I love that. And I agree. I think like there's so much pressure to try the new thing all the time, mm-hmm. but we forget that most of the time, when you're seeing all of that content, it's coming from people like influencers who it's their job to try new stuff. It's not your job to try new stuff and you have things that work for you, then you don't have to try it all. Right. Unless, like, you really want to, that's fine. But we forget like where our information's coming from sometimes. And it yeah. gets so overwhelming. Okay, so uh, last one is what is the worst advice you've ever received? Oh, okay. So when I was leaving a job, my publisher told me, that I feel like the opportunities you'll get are because of the seat you sit in. And she clearly didn't want me to leave the job that I was leaving at the time, but there was like this discouragement slid in there Mm -hmm. that was like, you're not going to get opportunities if you're not in this seat. And I was just like, well, that's just not true. Right. And I feel like that it's been around my head you know, it flies in every every once in a while because I was listening to this podcast recently and they were telling this story about this witch who had a daughter and the witch had all of these different tools and she was about to pass away and her daughter was like, well, what are you leaving me? Like you gave all these tools away that you have, but, but what are you leaving me? And she said, I'm leaving you the tool of discouragement because it's the strongest one, stronger than jealousy. And I thought, wow, isn't that true? Because you can be jealous of someone fine, but then you kind of like get over it. But discouragement is something that always creeps in and will honestly like cripple you. So I listened to that and I was like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. And then I, I will hear this woman saying this to me, like, you know, if I'm feeling like, oh, I'm like things are ramping up for me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm, I just have to say like, no, 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 that's not true. Like, you know, you have to constantly talk to yourself because you are your worst friend in your head. Exactly. It's like, you're just like, why are we like this? I know it's like the negative self-talk really gets to me sometimes. But yeah. I love that. The, I haven't been able to put like a word towards that feeling. And I feel like discouragement is actually the perfect thing because it's yeah. like not always jealousy that you're feeling. It's yeah. like the, these people who like don't believe in you, but what it shows you is like how much you can believe in yourself. And totally. So if you go towards that positive feeling, then you can make it or you can like succumb to discouragement. Right. What a good way to frame it as a tool too. I know. I listened to that story and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, I felt moved by that. Mm-hmm. I clearly remembered it long enough to tell you. <laughs> exactly. I love that. Okay. So now I'm curious I that you left your role 
obviously as beauty director at Cosmo, you said it was because of burnout when we chatted like, yes. recently. So I'm sure that like you said, like your previous employer maybe even said that title like gets people really excited and it's something people like aspire to and stuff like that. So what was your reason for giving that up and trying to focus on yourself? There was a couple of things at play. Uh, brands had started to approach me and I knew that when I got into this industry that freelance was always an option. When I started, it was like Facebook was popular mm -hmm. and I was just like, all right, well, I don't really want to have like my own YouTube channel or things like that. And maybe that was the wrong choice, but clearly just my yeah. path is working out. So I'm just going with it. Yes. But I feel like I, we had also had my daughter. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, you know, I do want to see her more. I didn't know if we were going to have a second child at this point or not. And I love what I do. I loved being a beauty editor and beauty director. And those places shaped me and allowed me to have great relationships that I still have and, and foster today. But I feel like, you know, there, there is a point in media where, and I don't know if you know this, but there, a lot of them are just chasing SEO terms now. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we were doing a lot of stories that weren't original and it was going back to like, okay, well online, it was more so about SEO in book. You're obviously, you know, there's no shareability there mm. until it's digitized. But I was just feeling like I've written like the 10 lipsticks you need for whatever. And, you know, the face creams that are going to stop you from breaking out. Right. And in a way, I still do that today. Like I'll talk about it on TikTok or whatever, like, oh, this cream like saved my skin, whatever. But I wanted to do it in a different way. And I feel like just stretch myself more and see what was possible and be home for my kids. And, um, and right when I left, then COVID hit, it was like, I left on January 20th from Cosmo. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. And then obviously COVID hit like March 13th. Um, oh my goodness. But it was great. I, I had signed a deal with K-18 um, like shortly after that. And I still had influencer deals and partnerships coming through. So I was really lucky to not have felt that kind of dip. I right. was just going and going upward, to be honest. So I mean, yeah, because you chose yourself, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's a very scary thing to do, but mm -hmm. it's been really rewarding. I love that. Yeah. So what was it like? What was your day-to-day -day like when you were working in the industry? Really just wake up before I had Delphina, my daughter, you know, wake up and then maybe just like go to events and things like mm -hmm. that. And stay out late, like go to PR dinners, whatever, hang out with my husband. Um, after I had Delphina, it was definitely more of that, but just like home earlier. Mm -hmm. Yes, that <laughs> makes sense. I feel like it's nonstop. All my editor and, and all of those friends are just every day waking up and outside. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, you know, there's part, parts of it that are, are very Devil Wears Prada. And, and it's like, I wouldn't change those experiences because they're, they weren't fun at the time, but looking back, I was like, oh, wow, that it is really close to that movie. <laughs> <laughs> have you run into people in the industry that like you're not fans of or like have you dealt with people like being annoying? I feel like as an influencer myself, there's most of the people, 99% of the time are like really good and really cool people. And then there's some times where you're like, why are you gatekeeping this information from me? Like I need help from you or something like yeah. that. No, yeah, no, I feel like everyone is really, I don't know, beauty is like, way more kind than fashion. Yeah. So I didn't really have that I experience. That. Yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. I feel like that's good to know too.
if someone does want to maybe work in that industry or do freelance or writing or things like that, where would you tell them to start today? I would definitely say I didn't have any writing experience prior to. I definitely liked to write, but I didn't really like realize that about myself. My cousin had worked at Health Magazine and she was the associate beauty editor. And in my junior like spring break, I came here into New York City to see her. And she brought me up to her office at Time Inc. And she was like, oh, this is what I do. And I was like, oh my gosh, is this like a job? Like you get paid for this? And then I was her intern that summer. And that's kind of really how I knew that this industry and this job really existed. And from there on, then I just finished college. And then I luckily got a job at Shape like two months before I graduated, which was great. But for others who are trying to break into this business... I would first say that publishing is maybe on the decline. (laughs) So I don't know, really think it over. But if you are, you know, dead set on a career in this capacity, get an internship and be relentless, not in an annoying way, but in a persistent way that is like polished, polished persistence where you're, you know, where you're just like, I really want this. I will go above and beyond. I feel like I always tried and do go above and beyond in anything that I'm doing so that people a want to work with me again and so that I can feel like I did my best for that person or that project whatever it may be I love that I think that's something that we forget to do a lot too sometimes you're like I'm exhausted or something like that so when you were at the end where you were starting to feel a sense of burnout what did that feel like for you I think it just felt like monotony, Mm -hmm. you know, like I was waking up, like going to these, these events. I was, I was being, you know, taken to these different meetings, which I was grateful to be in front of these people, but it just felt like I was the pony at the pony show and Mm -hmm. I would give these ideas. And then obviously the magazine makes a huge portion of the deal. So it wasn't like I was walking away with anything and, a lot of times it would be my idea and then other people would obviously contribute to that along the way. But I just felt like I was giving more than what I was getting in return. And maybe you would say, well, you had the position and I'm so grateful for that. But I just feel like if I can do that on my own and then, you know, make all of the money minus what I'm paying for my manager, like, why wouldn't I do that? Exactly. (laughs) And I feel like there's a sense of where you finally make that choice where you decide that I'm worth it and I'm going to do it myself. And I find that to be something that people don't always trust themselves when they're making those choices. What for you, was there like support from your husband or people around you who were like helping you make that decision? Or was it really personal and you were like, I just know what's best for me because I'm comfortable with myself? Yeah. I mean, I definitely felt like, is this the right decision? But more and more people were coming to me with opportunities. So I was like, okay, I feel like I can do this. And then if something ends up where it doesn't work out, like I'm scrappy, I can figure it out, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent. And going back to that, oh, the scrappy part is very important. I feel like I like start things or try new things often. And I'm like, I know that even if this doesn't work out, I'll be fine because I'm scrappy. You yeah. know what I mean? So when, when, as you mentioned at the beginning of the episode that you have this sense of like confidence and you know who you are and like you're here to be real, where did that come from? And what was it like when you weren't feeling that? And how did you make the switch to, to feel that for yourself? Yeah. I think that my dad often just like not let me do what I wanted in the sense of like that I was like out all night. You know, Mm -hmm. I had 
a curfew and I had a more strict childhood. But in terms of, I guess, keeping me within like parameters in terms of what I was able to accomplish or do, I didn't really have those, which I feel like is very, very important. So, you know, if I wanted to like do something, he was just like, okay, like I know you're going to do it. And honestly, I feel like having someone say that to you, even though they might not even believe it in their own self is really powerful. So I try to use certain language when I'm speaking to my children because I don't want them to feel like they can't do something. You know what I mean? Because like maybe they're going to be the next big thing. I have no idea. I like often think back to Taylor Swift's parents. I had watched a documentary on her and it was just like from when she was young, she had this like songwriter's dream and could obviously sing, but like really put together intelligent lyrics. And I think her parents saw that and they were like, all right, yeah, we're going to move to Nashville. Like we're going to do this for you because if it doesn't work out, at least we tried. And I just feel like that is kind of just so powerful to not put parameters on people regardless of how old they are, but definitely in a child's state because Mm -hmm. then it really sticks with them. Like you're not too small for this. You're, you know, like my daughter will say like, Sandy's too small for this. And I'm like, no, he's not. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, you guys are both small and in relation to like how big you're going to get, you know? So it's like, no one's too small for anything. Maybe it's too dangerous for him right now because of his size. Like that's how I would reframe that. Yeah. You know, that's beautiful. And it's very powerful. And I think you can apply that to yourself. Totally. You know what I mean? Like all of us are constantly thinking like to ourselves, like, Oh, I can't do this because of this, but we're putting parameters on ourselves that all day we don't need to be doing. You know what I mean? So I love that. And I think so you had a great, like, childhood and parents who are really helping you, you know, see those visions for yourself. But uh, in terms of like getting to New York City and like making a career for yourself, was there any times where you were like building your confidence at that time? I think when anytime you're in a new industry, you're just kind of like, okay, what's going on here? You're trying to get like the lay of the land. Mm -hmm. And I was lucky, as I mentioned, I had my cousin in the industry and she's still in the industry. Oh, cool. She's the president of People Magazine oh, at Dot Dash Meredith. Yeah, she's wonderful. And she is also very real. So she's mm. like hard on you when she needs to be hard on you. And like, you know, even with like guys when I was dating in the city, she would just be like, so like, no, like, I think you need to move on from him. And I'm like, okay, like I just really leaned on her for a lot. Yeah. And she was like my bigger sister in this industry. So I kind of I feel like I had more like a leg up more than other people in terms of like, oh, I feel more comfortable here because she she was also in the space. Mm-hmm. If I went to an event and I didn't know anyone, she would be there, you know, and yeah. I could see her and I'd be like, hi. And then she would like introduce me to her older friends. And it was kind of like being in school and like you're in the lunchroom and you're just like, oh, I know these like yes. older high school girls. Like this is going to be okay. <laughs> Literally. And I feel like anyone, you can find someone to latch on to like when you first get to New York or you're going to industry events or something like that. Like I feel like I've found people where I'm like, I know you're going to go to this and I'm going to be able to be, be fine and yeah. be around you guys. And so it's like, it's not as bad as you think it's going to be. And yeah. you always learn something. So yeah, I love that. Oh, what a good time. I feel like when you quit after that, how did you ensure that you wouldn't like burn out doing things for yourself? I feel like I just started doing things that I wanted to do. Mm. And then I would just like switch it up. Like I don't know. My content is kind of all over the place and I'm trying to make it more like, you know, in one lane of beauty, but I'm, I'm not one thing as many people say, and I love home decor and, you know, we're decorating our house now. I'm obsessed with this content. Obsessed. And so I love making it and I'm trying not to put out a lot 
of content about it because we're trying to get our home covered by a publication. So I'm just like, I have a lot of content in the wings waiting yeah. to be like put out about like before and afters and things like that. So I love that. As I mentioned, I love like doing like vintage furniture shopping is like just so much fun for me. But I think I just chose things that I want to do. I still kind of do that now. I was talking to my friend Jenny Cipolletti. I don't know if you know her, but her page is very curated. It looks like she's living in a dream. Her life is very dreamlike and dreamy. But we were talking and she was like, I'm just so jealous of how you can kind of put something up on a whim and not in a negative way where it looks like less than hers, but just in a way where it's just not as polished in a way. And she was like, that's just so beautiful. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes I want my page to look like yours, but I'm just, it's, I'm not them, you know? So it's just like a difference in, in people, but I like how I have that freedom. I love that too. And I think I feel the same way because I feel like it's tough because I don't always have time to make things. These girls who are doing super polished stuff, like people don't, they don't realize. I don't, do they have kids? They like, must have like five nannies. Because I don't know. there's, it takes so much time to get all of those shots. And I'm like, I can't do all of that at once. So I feel you, but I still think it has the same impact, even though you and I, like we have the mindset where like, I want this to be beautiful and like me yeah. and stuff. But sometimes you just got to like put it out there for yourself. Totally. And I feel like I do a balance of like, okay, this was definitely shot like more thoughtfully. And then this is kind of like shot on the fly. Mm. But I try to like make, some sense of it. I love that. in a way. <laughs> exactly. It has to be done. I feel like in yeah. some ways. Have you been enjoying like this content creation process? Like has it been fun for you? Has there been any challenges that are like unforeseen about it? No, it's been fun. I I really like the feedback that I get when I work with brands because I'm thinking about it from an editor perspective. So mm-hmm. I'm often thinking about things that maybe another content creator wouldn't be thinking about. And I get very few edits, which yeah. is awesome. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's a good sign. It's yeah, good it feeling. is a good sign, yeah. right? I'm like, okay, my manager's like, you're good at this. Like, just keep going. And because sometimes I'm like, you know, it's just like, I feel like my following is growing so much slower on social than I would want it to. Cause mm-hmm. at one point I had the most followers out of any of the beauty editors yeah. that were my peers. And I'm just trying to figure out that, but I was definitely inconsistent for a large like grouping of time mm-hmm. when I was pregnant. And I yeah. felt like, Oh, I'm putting things out, but I would go like a week or two without putting things out. And it's just like, how are you going to watch a show if you don't know when it's on, mm. you know? Oh, that's a real one. Yeah. I've, I've done the same thing where I'm like uh, feeling like I'm growing slower than my peers. And then you kind of have to look at yourself and be like, well, you've got to work as hard as them. You know, you've got to yeah. put it out because I was at an event last night and they were um, one of the girls was saying that she had a conversation with Meta and Meta was like, yeah, like the algorithm is going to change all the time. But like it, it's not going to but like where's the content when it does change? You know what I mean? Like you've got to be consistent even in the face of like all of those little things. That's a good point. Which is tough, but it made me, I was like, I got to get, got to get to work then. I know my manager hit me with the, is this your full-time job or is it just like a hobby? Ooh. I was like, ouch, burn. I was like, well, Mm-hmm. Exactly. She's You're right. Like, she's right. <laughs> I was like, it's, well, it's one of my many jobs. I am a mom and wife and all that. Other exactly. Thing. But it's tough when you are personally attached to something because it doesn't, fe- it's like, how is this really a job? But like, yeah. You, and you're like, what I want it to feel 
meaningful and authentic, but sometimes it's like, it can feel meaningful and authentic, but you also have to do it every day. Yeah, I so, know. It is yeah. true. You're like, we well, you also have to force the content sometimes. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. It's like, I am doing things every day, but also, like, also I don't want to have my phone in my hand when I'm in front of my kids at all, like at yeah. all times. My daughter was like trying to sell something to our mirror the other day. And I'm oh, like, okay, well, this Here we is go. just, <laughs> this is, she's seeing me, not that I'm selling things to a mirror, but yeah. like she's seeing me in my phone and like, she doesn't have a phone. So she's just like doing it, like, herself. you know, showing yeah. a, pink dump truck to the but it's like mom moms who work it's like the yeah. lawyer moms their kids are probably like sitting and typing on their computer one time yeah it's one like they're emulating like, what you do exactly my baby sisters one time I was babysitting them and they were like Lexi let's play zoom call and I was like <laughs> what's going on you're These like pandemic we babies. do not <laughs> Well, that makes sense, but that's yeah. hilarious. It's crazy. Like, not doctor, but Zoom call. Zoom call, literally. <laughs> I was like, I can't with you guys. So, since you're a beauty editor and an overall chic person, Thank you. I would love to know, where do you love to shop for clothes? And then also, can you give us some tea on the vintage furniture shopping? Because I'd love to know. Too. Oh, yeah. No. So, for clothing, um, I, I'm a big believer in... I like to spend my money on like a great bag mm. or a great pair of shoes. More so the bag versus shoes because I, and I know Forever 21 is controversial, but mm. I bought this pair of like silver platform shoes from Forever 21, which you probably like wouldn't go there and be like, oh, I'm going to get shoes from here. But they were so beautiful. I still have them to this day. They were $5 yeah. and it's my number one most complimented article of clothing slash accessories that I wear when I wear them. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, as long as you are putting forth like a confident version of yourself and you're, and you feel great in what you're wearing, no matter what it is, people will always look at you and say like, Oh, like what is it about her or whatever it is? You know, I also think like, so it doesn't matter that if you have like head to toe designer is what I'm trying to say. I personally love how well-made designer pieces are, but I don't have a closet full of designer clothes. I think that like the most impactful thing that you can do is, you know, maybe like spend a little bit more on a bag and then just like wear that. And then whatever you're wearing, everyone will think is just like top, top of the line. I also think that, you know, being fashionable doesn't mean that you have style. And I love putting different pieces together and mixing high and low it's what I've always done. So, you know, what, like whatever, whatever that means for you, whatever high and low pieces you can get your hands on. So that's kind of yeah. where, where I live. And now as I'm older, I'm obviously able to, you know, invest a little bit more in like some special pieces. But when I was, when I was young, I, I would put weird things together too, and just like own it. So yeah. I really, I just think that that's like, makes you different than someone else. I think that's the best part, the owning it part. You know? Yeah. Like there's people who I will walk and see and like they're doing maybe even a golf look or something that I would just like never wear. Yeah. And I'm like, but it doesn't matter because as long as like they're confident in it, like you can't really judge. Yeah. Them, and you're you know just like, I mean? okay, that's like craft, yeah. craftfully put together. You exactly. know, like I can appreciate what anyone's wearing and I don't really, you know, it's like whatever you want to wear, like exactly. do you. But at the same time, I just think it's like you'll see someone in head to toe like something and you're like, well, that didn't really take that much time to put together Mm because brands, if you go into a store, they'll put things 
by each other or next to each other like purposefully so that you just like buy the whole look. Mm -hmm. But it's like, that's not style. Exactly. It's kind of just like, I don't know, filing. Right. It's just like, exactly. You're robotically like shopping. Like, okay, this is this, this, this. As far as vintage furniture, there's definitely some great places around here. My favorite place to go is in Hudson, New York, and it's called Antiques Warehouse. And it's like this massive place. You can stay at the Maker Hotel. It's so beautiful there. And then Antiques Warehouse is like two minutes, like a two minute drive from there. But it's literally a massive warehouse and they have everything from less expensive things to more expensive things and like hutches and bed frames and big mirrors and all of the things, rugs, whatever. But then in Westchester, there's a couple of places. I love this place called the Knack Shop. That's in, um, it's like right outside of Bedford. And I really like going there. There's another place called Silver Linings Consignment, and that's in Ridgefield, Connecticut, which is like close in the in the radius. I get a lot of my stuff from those two places. And then there's this other place in I can't remember the name, but you're I, right, you're right. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna figure it out. Yeah. But anyway, so like there's a there's a bunch of different vintage places there that are like my haunts that I go to. And then I used to go to a ton of places in the city. One of them being housing works, housing works randomly has like good stuff in there. Sometimes I've I've gotten a lot of coats from there, but anywhere I go, I try to find vintage places. Like my friend Charlotte and I traveled to Florence at this one point in our lives. And we went to so many different vintage shops there and like came home wearing all of our stuff. Like I remember she was like sweating this fur coat, like long to the floor (laughs) that she would, and people were probably like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, we just can't fit all this stuff in our luggage. Literally, I find vintage and all that stuff so fun, especially with furniture, because I love the history attached to yeah. it. I'm like, a, that's my favorite thing. I love finding something with like a story behind it, too. Yeah. Even if I don't know what the story is, I'll make it up. Totally. Like Martha Stewart lives in Westchester and she has yeah. a tag sale. Oh my God, um, and, really? Yeah. And so we went, so my husband, I was, I said to my husband, actually, Chrissy told me about it. Oh my God. Really? And then, I went with my husband, and so now we have, like, a rug of Martha Stewart's in our house. Oh, It's just, like, fun God. stories that you can tell, I you know? I love that. That's yeah. so cute. <laughs> I love that. Okay, so uh, the final questions I like to ask everybody, um, the first one is, what is, like, a book, resource, quote, something that really changed your mindset that's, like, helped you become the person that you are? I just finished this book that – is not really like a how-to in life, but there's a lot of wisdom that is woven throughout it. And it's called Chop Wood, Carry Water. And it's a short book. And basically the author is telling you through a series of different stories about this, this man's life that it's all about the process of like getting to where you're going. And I started reading it. My husband told me about it because he was like, I know that you love what you do, but the consistency about it is kind of where I struggle because again, it's like, I don't want to have to wake up and like do something, you know, obviously people wake up and go to work. So I'm not saying I don't want to work. I love actually working, but it's like to be consistent in that way where you're like, eyes are hurting after you've stared at your phone screen or whatever so long. It's just like a different type of strain. And he was like, I think that what you need to do is fall in love with the process. And like that, that's what this book is all about. So I read that and it's not specific to what we do, but it's specific to 
just fall, falling in love with the process, even if it's chopping wood and carrying water. Like that's what this guy has to do every day when really he's trying to be like a master in archery. And he asks his sensei, like, why are we doing this every day? Like I, I want to just hit the target. And he was like, because if you, if you're not doing something consistently and putting in the work, then you're not going to ultimately be the greatest archer. And he connects the dots throughout. I love that. It's kind of like the alchemist, like so necessary just to realize the journey is Point, right. Know? I need to read that. I haven't yes. read it yet. It's really good. It's similar. Okay. It's, it's yeah, I I'm looking totally for my next book. So yes, hundred percent. It's also short, so it's perfect. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love a short book. I feel accomplished and I'm like, Oh, I learned I know, something. Like, oh, yeah, and I'm like, did something. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. The final question I like to ask all of my guests uh-huh. is finish this sentence with something that you want other or young people to know. You are too smart for overthinking things. I just feel like you can really spin out overthinking things. And it's like, okay, if something's not working, just like pivot. Mm-hmm. And it's been kind of what I've had to do in content creation. Cause like you can start a series and then maybe it doesn't work or whatever it is. So it's like, it doesn't mean that what you're, what you're doing is not good or that you're not good at something. It's just like, if you sit there and overthink it, it's, that's energy spent in a, in a negative and wrong way. So I've been trying to, not do that. And I think I'm actually good at that. Cause I'm just like, okay, great. Like move on. Yeah. Like my husband, obviously, you know, we're married and no one's relationship is perfect and we'll get in a fight or whatever here and there. And he is just so good at after we like resolve it, he's like, all right, what do you want to do? And it's not mm-hmm. that if anything is brushed under the rug, like we've, re- we've resolved like whatever it is that we're dealing with, but it's just like yeah, in, so. in that example, it just, makes you feel like so much better because you're like, oh, we are a team and like we're going to move on together. And I feel like as as a content creator, I am like my own team at this point and along with my management team. But I have to just say like, okay, that's not working out. We're still good. We just got to move on, you know? And not over like inundate and be like, what does this mean about me or whatever? Right. Because you can like spiral out and it's not like healthy. It's not healthy at all. I love this. I feel like this will be such a good episode for people like I think it's you dropped so many gems and I feel so inspired so thank you so where can everyone find you plug yourself etc yeah sure so I'm at Carly Cardellino on all platforms c-a-r-l-y c-a-r-d-e-l-l-i-n-o and that's where you can find me I love follow along on whatever journey (laughs) I love it thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me this is so fun 